Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Oh, Taylor. Oh, Taylor, Taylor, Taylor. It just wasn't the right direction. You know, she had she had so much she could say to Shep and I was ready. I was like, oh, here she she's going to fucking she's going to say it all. And then. And then she went as soon as she said 300 women. I mean, granted, look, we saw this in the trailer, so I knew I knew what was coming. But she said it right away. She's been with 300 women. I was like, oh, already we're going. Oh, well, that doesn't really have anything to do with you. (laughs) So and then it was just downhill from there. So we'll break all of that down, though. I have I literally have what is it? Ten. I broke up her her whole moment into little segments because we're going to just we're going to go through it point by point. Because I, not like verbatim, not like this, but the tone and the energy of her, of her monologue, it reminded me of something I did with an on-again, off-again ex um, that I did in private one time that I hope no one ever I think I think I left a voicemail. I know that I called like 300 times one night. And uh, but yeah, like the tone of it was very was like no one else should hear this. But instead, it's not only in a group, like not not only should. okay, so it was bad enough that it was in a group, but it was also on TV. It was it was like, for okay, so it was like bad enough. It was in the it was in front of the group of friends and then like also then it was bad that Andy was there and then it was even worse because it was on TV. So it was just all very, I was ready for him to serve or for her to serve him with all he, he deserved so much. It's like you fucking piece of garbage. You dragged you. Whenever you were about to lose me, you'd pull me back in saying all the shit you wanted me to hear. Oh, you want to make plans with me. You want to make plans for the future with me. You want all the things I want. You see us getting married someday. But when it came down to it, you knew you were never going to commit. And now look at me sitting here like an idiot while you go out and you go to Texas and fuck some woman because that's all you've been wanting to do this whole time. See how that is what I was hoping would happen. But instead, that uber religious side of her came out shaming him with like holy water. And I was like, what? So, all right, let's 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 get into it from the top A five, six. Sorry, I'm just kidding. Before I get back into the content, I want to talk about the membership offerings I have for you guys. 
this is a way for you to be involved in the content I put out. Over on YouTube, if you go to my channel, you can hit the join button and you get two options. The level one queens get a custom badge and emoji to use in the chats and also get to vote in the bonus content polls. I'm going to start putting out bonus episodes, most likely one every two weeks. And this will be a chance for you guys to vote in what I actually cover. Sometimes cool things happen like a news thing or a casting update and I can't obviously cover everything and you'll get a chance to vote on what I do cover. That is $4.99 a month. The next level queens get the same perks, but they also get a shout out at the top of every episode. That includes the recap episodes, not just the bonus episodes. And you also get early access to those bonus episodes that you voted on in the content polls. You'll get those three days before I release it to everyone else. Now, if those memberships sound a little intimidating and you're like, I have a fear of commitment, which so do I, you can also just, if you're watching on YouTube, go to give a super thanks and they've got a little heart icon with a dollar sign in it and it says thanks and you could just donate one time, like here's two bucks, five bucks. I think it goes up to 50 And it's just a way to show some support. And any money you guys give me goes right back into this, whether it's just helping me not have to work my other job and pay the bills and just focus all my time on making content, or if it's just getting better equipment, because if you guys saw this setup, you would laugh. But uh, if you ever leave, by the way, if you do a super thanks on a video with Pia or with Kendrick, I will absolutely share the profits with them because I value them more than you could ever know. And I would never be stingy. No, no, never, never. Anyway, though, thank you so much for all of your support already. I do appreciate it. Now, let's get back to the show. Um, all right. So everyone's arriving. They're in New York, but right. Taylor is, she's feeling herself. She said, Shep tried to talk to me and I said, no. So they, by the way, the trip to Texas was like days prior to the reunion. So this is fresh, fresh pain. Leva says, I might lose some friends today. And Catherine says Shep turned out to be just like Thomas, which that is a statement, baby. That is no joke. Excuse me. That is a just like Thomas. Now, let's 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 remember who exactly Thomas is. How old was I can't remember how old Thomas was. Thomas looked like he was. 50 years old when he met Catherine, but wasn't he in his 40s? She was 21, maybe 22. I want to say she was even 20 years old. I'm sure someone's going to come in the comments and be like, I think she was 19. She was young. He knocks her up and then manages to mind fuck her to oblivion to where she does go nuts. Okay. And he treats her. Like, oh, my God, she's so crazy. Look how crazy she is. Oh, she's so, oh, my God. And, oh, she's irresponsible. Oh, my God, she's such an irresponsible mother. <laughs> and the rest of the, 
the rest of the cast, except for Craig and Naomi, because they were together for a while, they treated Catherine like, oh, my gosh, she's oh, my God, what a tart. Is that a phrase? Is that that's what does that mean? Does that mean that's does that mean what I think it means? Um, You know what I mean? Like, what a hussy, what a little mm, what a scandal. I think even Patricia said she's a scandal. I swear she did. And and he continues to vilify her. He continues to lead with zero compassion for her. And she just Catherine just said that Shep is just like that. And it's possible, you know, it's possible. So we shall see. But that's a statement. So they walk onto set and Austin points out there are only three guys and seven girls. And I thought about that. I'm like, I think that's actually how it's kind of always been on this show. There's always only been except for when Thomas was there. Right. I don't think there's been another. Yeah, I think that's it. They give a great teaser of what's to come. I mean, they just do a good job editing. Whoever the editors are of these trailers and teasers, baby, there need to be they should they should put a category in the in the Emmys for best editing of a trailer or cold open or I don't know, whatever you call those things. They should total oh my god, imagine imagine like imagine that would be what that you know when they i don't know what they cut to the package you know like and the nominees are and it would be like real housewives of beverly hills reunion and it would show the trailer that we just saw <laughs> real housewives of beverly hills reunion trailer real housewives of salt lake city because you could nominate like imagine imagine they were all real oh my god imagine they were all real housewives trailers and then they'd be like one rogue one and we'd be like boo get out I I don't think this is a bad idea because the editors are amazing. It's the pacing, the music cues, the drama. They really get it. So they gave us a great teaser for what's to come. Okay, so we get a little hi, everyone. Hi, 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 everyone. Hi. First topic, the, you know, running into exes, a running theme in Madison right out the gate. And yeah, didn't Thomas and Olivia hook up? And Olivia is obviously pissed. And so she's like, what, did you pull that out of your fake ass? Oh, got it. You got to stay relevant. That's how you do it. Look, Olivia, she has Madison's number. That is for certain. And she came in with the plan, and that was to give Madison dust and to show everyone that she was not having any fun. No, no. No fun for Olivia. Absolutely not. She, I, she, she, she know what it was. She thought she could play cool girl and she really couldn't. I saw that coming a mile away. She thought she, I, as soon as she played the game with the bringing the date and it backfired on her and she didn't know how to play it from there. I was like, oh, you are messing with the wrong guy. Okay. She, I should teach lessons, but again, all you win is a bad relationship, which we see by the way. I'm doing this on Zoom, even though I'm solo today, because I'm going to be playing a bunch of clips from my phone. But once I finish up with the clips, once we get past the Taylor 
moment, I will switch over to my 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 new regular setup. And also, fun fact, if you are watching on YouTube, you will notice when I switch over, I look completely different and I have a whole different uh, vibe going on because I recorded this earlier. And when I went to edit just now, I realized that my mic wasn't turned on and all of this was muted. <laughs> so I had to re-record. <laughs> it's fun. Anyway, Andy needs to get uncomfortable and ask Craig, hey, Craig, you're really into sexting, huh? Craig gets philosophical with this shit, though. Craig's like, yeah, it's just a really great way to, to, you know, figure out your boundaries with your partner and see where they're comfortable and where they're not comfortable. I did not expect him to be that deep about it. But of course, Andy's like, this isn't weird enough. Naomi, were you ever on the receiving end of Craig's sexting? I respect her tremendously for just being like, I'm not even I'm going to barely respond with even a hand gesture to this rude fucking question. Like we're get the vibe. We are not in that place. You can maybe do this to Madison and Austin, but not us. Have you seen this season? Do you feel this vibe? Dude. So then Andy asks seemingly kind of an easy question. He's like, hey, Madison and Craig, you're both in long distance relationships. Is it somehow easier to be in a relationship with someone that's not in Charleston? And Craig's like, I mean, yeah, I guess. But everywhere you go, there's going to be temptation. (laughs) Taylor's like, yeah, you'll fly and go somewhere and find it. You'll go to Texas and find it. She like points it right at right at Shep. So Andy, being the good reunion host, he says, Shep, were you tomcatting around Texas? And uh, Shep, Shep tries to pull. Shep, Shep looks at Austin's like, we had a lot of fun. And Austin goes, don't you pull me into this. Okay. And this is where it all goes south. Shep's like, I was in a new city. I was having a good time. And this is where I'm going to start. I'm going to start us off. So this is where Shep Shep thinks. Oh, Shep thinks he can say this and it'll be okay. But oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. Here we go. And and by the way, single man. uh, I don't see any capital offense. uh... That's fine that you're single, Shep. It's the fact that we spent two and a half years together. You've allegedly slept with over 300 women. Oh, damn it. So I was like, oh, okay, she's got it. Here we go. We spent two and a half years together. What I was expecting her to say is you lied and made it seem like any day now you were going to change your mind and become this whole different person just to string me along and do this to me and go to Texas and a week after we've been talking about getting back together. I don't know something about her and about how he treated her. Someone told someone told her that he's been with like 300 women might have been Austin. I don't know. They have a close relationship. And most likely that information was given to her as a means of saying, like, he's not your guy. Your guy is going to be like Jesus, not Shep. And so when she went here, I was like, oh, what? You don't need to. Like, that's not relevant. That's not an insult. 
you know, he can have sex with however many women he wants to have sex with. Any partner can, as long as it's not hurting you. And so technically in this argument, like what? Okay. So we're going to get, we're going to keep going. And we broke up and you told me that you were not capable of being in a committed relationship. You don't want to be in a committed relationship. You don't want to be, you don't, you don't want to be in a committed relationship. You told me you don't want to be in a committed relationship. That's that is very straightforward. Okay. I'm so now I'm now I'm lost. Okay. Because up until this point, I thought what he was secretly saying was, I want to be in a committed relationship. Okay. We're going to keep going. You need to figure your out, figure out what the next step in your life is. What? So you're telling me ABC Oh. and all of your actions were X, Y, Z. So you went out, you partied, doing God knows what, hooking up with women in Texas. Do you even know her name? Mm. Okay. See, so here's, here's what I'm, I'm going to piece this together. I think that his line when they were breaking up and he was like trying to just kind of end it, end it. I think it was, look. I don't want to be in a committed relationship, but kind of going with the something's wrong with me and I need to get my, myself together and figure this out. Kind of a typical guy line. You know, guys will say like a guy will say that, like, I know something's wrong with me. Like, I just can't get my shit together. And I and a woman that wants a commitment would be like, yeah, what's wrong with you? Why can't you get your shit together? I know I got to go figure myself out. But I'm still when she says, do you even know her name? That's just, I, okay. We're going to keep going. I'm going to give her that one round. I'm going to give her that round there. So now you've wrapped me in to this slew of whores. Okay. Now you have, okay. And now I'm just a number. And that is what me up in the head. So, okay. Here's the part that's confusing to me is, you were you are special, Taylor. You he, he's the he's never been in a relationship with anyone longer than a few weeks. You are special in his life. One hundred percent. You were it just sounds like you were truly choosing to ignore the fact that Shep has been with a ton of women. He cheated on you when you guys were together. You knew about it. You had trust issues you were, were you just in denial? But like to say out of nowhere to be like you, you, I'm now just one of those whores. It's like, well, no, 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 you were. And to call all of them whores. Why are they all whores? They're not all whores. They, they probably all, that's kind of rude. And some of them are even friends of these people's. (laughs) So now we're getting into like shaming territory and now you're losing me. Now I'm like, well, hold on, Taylor. Okay, well, can you really two and a half years, Shep. Yes. Yeah, that's not a number. That's a that's actually a long number. I was just the whore that lasted the longest. No. Shep was is was Taylor your longest relationship? Yes. Yes. That's to me right there. I kind of that, that wasn't necessary for me to pull. Let's go to the next one. Skip. Yes, you've never, never been, been as serious right. in my entire life. He was somebody. searching for it the entire relationship. He was so now searching that he's for what? Searching for other women. That's not Looking true. for it here, making out with people there, texting people, whatever. He was searching for it. So now that he's single, at the age of 43, 
He's using women to masturbate. So, okay. A couple things. Couple. Okay. I'm confused. So if he was searching for women the whole time you were together, then you knew this was his thing. You knew that that was his desire. Okay. And so then now that he's single, most likely he's going to continue doing that. And now you're going to shame him for being 43 years old and single. If the roles were reversed, genders were reversed, we'd be like, fuck you, dude. How dare you tell a woman who's 43 and single that that's bad? And if the gender roles were reversed or if another woman was telling another woman this, this would be considered slut shaming. So still not down with it. And you're tossing them to the side, Shep. That is messed up to do to a woman. You're hurting women and you're hurting yourself. She... I wish you would have said you're you hurt me. You hurt me, Shep. Hurting women, you're not speaking on behalf of women. That's bullshit. Now now it's just now it's just getting uncomfortable. Now it's like who's what women are you talking for? Talk about you, Taylor. You can't you don't need to change. Now the problem is now she's trying to shame Shep into what? Feeling bad for his life choices? That's That's not the thing. That's not the move. So I would have loved if she read him for filth for what he did to her, because what he did to her is disgusting. The way he the way he talked to her, the way the way he treated her in terms of baiting her along. Like as soon as she was about to walk out that door, he clearly was like, no, 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 wait, maybe I do want marriage. She treated her like shit, but she let him. And so she's mad at herself. I get that. But now she's shaming the way he lives his life. That's not cool why what number are you gaining a million you want to get to a million women if he's lucky do you even know like do you know anything about me do you know anything about me i think you know my favorite color what is it my favorite movie favorite animal anything okay so what happens is now she's all heated see she's she's too heated She's lost her cool. And now she's going, we, I know what she means deep down. I know what she means is you're a selfish piece of shit. And you don't even know anything about me. Do you? And he probably doesn't because he sucks, but she's too heated. So she's going for like kind of the easy thing. The first thing that comes to your head. And you know, when late, when you've had a fight with someone and later you're like, damn it, I should have said that. I feel like that's what's happening here. She's like, why did I say that? But she's heated and she's in the moment. And that's what she goes with. You told me, you've told everybody that you're not capable of being a committed man, a trustworthy human being. I didn't try at all, huh? 2.5 years, didn't, didn't make any efforts at all. All right, Shab. do anything worth a damn for you or with you. Gaslighting. Is that what you're saying? Ask yourself that question, I already Shab. know the answer to the question. I'm curious for the group, raise your hand if you think he really tried in this relationship. I was so grateful that Andy went, okay, let's actually open this up. I wonder if a producer in his ear was like, Andy, open it up to the group. We need to we need to expand the energy because everyone was frozen. Like, we should leave. Imagine if everyone left. Imagine if they were like, We're gonna, we're gonna let them talk. <laughs> like even Andy got up and they just left. Or no, Andy stayed and the rest of the cast left. And he was like, mm-hmm, yeah. And everyone was just like, we're going to we're going to let we're going to let them hash this out. 
Do you just want to believe Taylor, or do you think you closed a blind eye to it? Like, did you want to believe that he would be better, or do you think you ignored it? I knew that he could be better. I've seen the side of him that is, like, so pure and raw and real and capable, but you just choose otherwise, Shep. I don't get it. And that part breaks my heart. I wish she had kept that energy. I wish she had maintained that level of this, you know, the sides you showed me are not the sides are, are not do not match your your actions. I don't know. Like it's it's tough. I'm just I'm not the great I'm not the right demographic necessarily for um maybe maybe sympathizing with Taylor because I don't have the same traditions and the same outlook like that. And I don't want to, I can't like undo someone's upbringing because if that is your, um, if that's, if that's how you've been raised, I can't, that's, it's, it's not fair of me to be like, get over it. Move on. That's, that's, that's shitty and reductive of me to act like a lifetime of, uh, I almost said indoctrination, but that's not the right word, but a lifetime of beliefs and morals and tradition and ambitions, et cetera. If you know that that doesn't just go out the window. She unfortunately fell in love with a guy who made it seem like he was a changed man because of her. Unfortunately for him, I think when he met by saying he's a changed man, he literally meant by staying with you for even a month is making me a changed man by staying with you for a year. Like he would have now he's like, we've been together for a year. Can you believe that? So when they hit the two year mark, it was like, do you, can you fucking believe it? Two and a half. Oh my God. Mind you, he was not faithful during that time frame, but she knew that and still chose to stay with him. Still thinking she could continue to like pray him into the guy she wanted. So, yeah, I wish she had kept just sticking with what he did to her because there's so much there. You were verbally abusive to me. I mean, I can't, my, my brain, there's so much that I can't, I almost don't even know where to start and where to end. But instead, she went with whores and masturbating with women. I'm like, whoa kind of gross that you would say that because that's that makes the women sound like shit. Shep did something to you. Let's go. Let's let's stick to that because that's the problem. He treated you terribly. We watched it. And that was just what he did on camera. And then he and then even on camera, he was like, when you were clearly done, pissed off, he's like, I want to make future plans with you. Okay, got it. So when you're about to leave, he comes through mm-hmm, mind fuckery. I wish she had kept it on that level. But no. But shortly after this, though, as as much as as much as I don't, I as, I get exactly what, like I said, I get what Taylor was doing. This moment needed some levity. They had to move on. They had to go to the next segment at some point. And so Andy could barely get this out without laughing but he looks to Shep within it in an attempt to be serious and he says Shep do you know her favorite color and her favorite animal and Shep tries to answer she's like nope 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 he's like favorite color and favorite dog 
And he's like, what's mine? She's like, purple. He's like, what? Clearly not. Because now, because now see the bummer is like, now we, now he's, he's smart. He's conniving. He's fucking smart. Now he can get into semantics. Now you can be like, eh, that's so trite. That's so stupid. But you know, we all know what it meant. We, well, not we all, but I know what she meant that you don't know anything about me, but I'm, I have the compassion to sift through that, but Jep's not going to, because she just embarrassed him. And it's, you know, she's just, uh, it was just really, it was a bummer. That was, that's a very lame way of describing it, but it was a bummer. It was embarrassing. But then, but then Andy goes, do you know what Shep's favorite book is? She goes, oh, and she does not mean to be funny. She's dead. She goes, I don't know, probably his own. And thank God it breaks the room. Everyone gets to laugh. She was not kidding because when they cut her face, she's like, uh, why are you laughing? It probably is. And that's because it probably is. Probably it is his favorite book. So thank God they can cut to commercial. We can move on because you had we had to move on. But at least we know that most likely they're not getting back together because we need her to not get back together with him ever again. We knew this was only going to end badly, right? We knew that. So at least we know it's ending. But it it's unfortunate that it that she needed to go to a place of shaming his lifestyle choices, which honestly, if I could, I'd be out there having casual sex left and right. You know, if I was some famous person on a TV show and I could be going out there like, hey, hey, but it's different for men and women. You know, a man can go out there, a Shep and an Austin and a Craig. Well, not let's not conclude Craig because Craig really is not. Well, yeah, he is. What am I saying? But let's just go with Shep and Austin. They can go out there and they can be getting chicks hitting on them left and right. If a woman, if a famous woman was going out and notoriously picking up on picking up dudes and having one night stands, it's just it just looks different. You know, I would be applauding it, but it just does. It looks different. So. But I think that that is a fine lifestyle choice. What she's upset about is what he did to her. And so I wish she had stuck with that tactic. But the problem is she clearly didn't have time to have a conversation with him about his Texas trip because, like I said, it was only a few days before the reunion. So she didn't have time to talk to him in private before the reunion. So this was her first time letting him have it. And a lot of that could have a lot of that would have happened in private. And I bet you if they had had that conversation in private, he would have been totally different because he probably says that shit. Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, he probably says shit like, I know I got to get my shit together and I have to, you know, figure out why I don't want commitment. Something's wrong with me because clearly that's he wants to be with her, but she needs commitment. And so he can only justify why he wants her, but can't give commitment by saying something's wrong with him. So if they were having that conversation in private, he probably would have been more like, yeah, I know I need to figure myself out. I'm so sorry. But instead it was like, oh, wait, this is not for the group and America and international audiences. You know what I mean? So 
And once Shep shuts down, you can just tell when he shuts down, he's cold as ice. Then again, though, we've never seen him in a relationship, which is why when she's saying, like, I'm just one of the whores that stuck around, I'm like, oh, that's not fair because, first of all, they're not whores. Let's stop calling them that because they are just women that had sex. That's that's not what they are. But you were absolutely special. He absolutely loved and cared for her, but he's a fucked up man. And so what does that even matter if he loved and cared for you, if he's going to treat you like shit? All right, I am going to break this down and get on my other better setup so that the Zoom doesn't go in and out and the reception's better and easier listening. All right, guys, see you on the other side. <laughs> oh, God, that was so lame. And now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. It can be really tough to train your brain to stay in problem-solving mode when you are having a bad time in life. Like me right now, my anxiety is so flared up. But when you can go into solution mode, there's no better feeling. A therapist is what you need to get there. A therapist helps you become a better problem solver. They make it easier to accomplish your goals no matter how big or small. I needed better help to get me to this place because better help was all online. And when I go into a place of I am spiraling and I can't find any sort of solution, I have a hard time even leaving the house. So being able to sort of function just from my phone and get everything I needed and everything set up that way was perfect. So I was able to get a therapist, do my therapy from my phone. I think I did my first therapy session in my bed. And I love my therapist and it's helped tremendously because of my depression when I first started was really scary bad. And it has changed my life. So if you're thinking of getting therapy, I suggest BetterHelp because it is so convenient. As I said, it's all online. It's accessible. It's affordable. And you get matched with a therapist just by filling out a brief survey. And if you don't like your therapist, because that happens, you can switch anytime. So when you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit betterhelp.com slash she speaks today to get 10% off your first month. That's better h e l p.com slash she speaks. All right, new setup. Okay, here we go. So they as they're coming back, as they're coming back from break, Taylor's not done. She looks over at Austin and she's like, <laughs> I wonder who he's I wonder if Shep's texting over there. Oh, hey, want to meet up tonight? <laughs> This must be so awkward for Austin because he's like, probably. Okay, we get Catherine's package. Now, you see, let's not forget the article that came out about Catherine's black eye. So it's interesting that we got definitely no conversation regarding any of that. There was no... Why weren't you on a cast trip conversation? There was none of that. So it's weird because they they aren't cutting to anyone's packages. It's like they didn't have time to put any footage together. It's weird. They're like, 
Andy does what he normally does, which is like, this season, Catherine gave us a la la la, but this blah, blah, blah. And then they don't cut to a package. And then it's just into talking. They do, it happens with everybody. It was weird. But then they give you like, as people are talking, they, they cut away to footage within the conversation. It was a new, um, format. But anyway, Shep bumped into Thomas at one point and he's like, you know, you just can't help but laugh and grin when you see Thomas. And this is, by the way, after Catherine's talked about how it's still very contentious with Thomas. Catherine has to be so careful with what she says. Shep just kind of further proving that he's sort of a dick. They talk a little bit about Caleb and they flash back to Caleb talking to Vanita at her birthday. And I love to say this, but I was right. I was exactly right about why it pissed her off. Because she's like, he never had said a word about wanting us to make up or be cool. And then suddenly at my birthday, he's like, hey, I want to broker a piece. And I was like, since when? And it's exactly what I thought. It's like cameras went up and she threw him under the or she he threw her under the bus. And so we get a very confusing, and I'm going to blame editing, I guess, or maybe Catherine not knowing exactly what she's talking about, because she says the reason she got upset at Naomi is because she's like, I didn't want to hear when I'm walking up, like, oh, let's get this over with. And Naomi's like, Catherine, you were stomping around. She's like, show me, show me one example, one example of when I was stomping around. From the way it looked like it was cut together, it looked like when Catherine came in from talking to Caleb, where she was rightfully upset, it looked like Leva tried to take an angry Catherine because she said, you hear Leva say, oh, she's upset. And then she's like, I thought maybe you guys could talk now and forced a conversation. But they, they are leaving that out completely. Because then Catherine said, it was strange. Catherine says that Naomi, Naomi's saying you tried to ruin a good person's family was what set her off. Because for Catherine, and in her perspective, everyone didn't, everyone did sort of the same thing to her and didn't care about the truth and didn't care about the repercussions in her life and just said what they wanted to say about her when she was going through her custody battle. Now, my problem with that is Naomi was always on Catherine's side. Truly, if you go back and watch, uh, Naomi was with Craig when Catherine was like completely banned from the group, basically. And they wanted to include Catherine and everything. Catherine stuck up against stuck up for Catherine against Patricia. Remember that? When Patricia was like, oh, I hear someone knocking at the door, excuse me, and just cut her off. So Naomi wasn't that person in her life. Uh, but Catherine says that uh, she can't say specifically, by the way, what Naomi said. She just gives this like, you've just always had this like mean girl attitude. I am still confused because after, like, they had a good relationship. When Craig and Naomi were together, Catherine was good with Naomi. Then Craig and Naomi break up. They were good, Catherine and Naomi. Then Naomi got with Matul, and 
things fell apart uh, in just in general in terms of us seeing Naomi. But then Catherine tried to do the like outing of the rumor on camera. And that to me is the only time that it went south. So whatever. Then Leva tries to chime in and Leva says that she tried to put things to bed with Catherine, but then Catherine flips a switch. (laughs) Catherine does flip a switch here and she's like, like, I watch what happens live. And they go back and forth. It doesn't get resolved. But then Andy goes, okay, I want to move on from this. And that was it. He goes, they move on to the grape jelly meatballs. Okay. And then they and they talk about how people thought Caleb was a PR stunt. Vanita says it wasn't. And that was it. Okay. So what? I personally would like to have heard a little bit more from Catherine, but maybe there isn't more. Maybe because the Catherine can't control once she gets activated, she cannot control her. She can't control the way she communicates. So she doesn't quite make sense. So you're like, what? And uh, whatever. I, I'm going to move on because they moved on. So there we go. All right, Austin's package. All right, Andy, Andy, Andy. I He asks Austin, how's the booty? And then makes him stand up and show his booty. And then he makes Shep show his booty. This is so fucking inappropriate. This, because he makes, for, I didn't like him making, Austin show it but I guess it was a little bit more adorable because but actually it wasn't because he makes he he has he has uh, Austin stand up and he's but then he's like mm, those pants aren't the right pants but I guess it's okay fuck you and then he has Shep stand up just so he can make fun of it Andy <sighs> it is so fucking inappropriate like men have body insecurities too. We are not here to body shame anybody. It is not your place to make people get up and show you in America their body and have you criticize it. Go fuck yourself. God, I hate when he does that. It's so outdated. Jesus. Then they talk about how Shep and Austin compared dicks and that Madison and Taylor were there. But Madison goes, oh, my God, that's right. I saw your dick. <laughs> what the fuck? That is, I'm sorry, that is fucking weird. I don't care what, I have seen a lot of things. I've, 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 I am very open-minded. But I have never, ever, 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 ever heard of two men just going, let me see your dick and whipping out their dicks in front of other people. Mm-mm. And Madison said, Madison said it looked like Austin's. But then Craig, Craig says Austin gets mad that he won't show him his dick. And Austin's like, I've known you for all these years and I've never seen your dick. And Craig, Andy, will you help us explore our love? I mean, Look, 
I know that this is, you know, maybe a hot take. I don't care. But I personally don't think it's gross when guys hook up with guys. I think it's hot because I think guys are hot. And I think two guys looking up is hot because it's like two guys. Mm, So hot. So I'm all for watching these guys all hook up. I did not believe for one second, though, when Austin asked Andy, have you never seen Anderson's dick? I could tell Andy lied when he was like, no. Mm, sure. <laughs> Please. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Like, you guys have totally fucked. It's okay. Like, please. And then someone, some viewer wrote in saying like, oh, it's no surprise that Austin's boring in bed. You can tell Austin's not boring in bed because he's so comfortable with this conversation being brought up and laughing at it. And then Madison throws him such a good... She's like, something stuck me around for three years. He he deserved that. Like, this guy, this guy's a pretty good sport. You got to give him that much. And then, oh my God, everyone was a puddle of tears when they bring up his late sister. It's just, it's also the way they did it too, because it was, they were packing things up on this truck. They were unpacking their home, like the childhood home. And they come across these memories and, you know, Austin talking about his late sister always makes me cry. But when he said, if there was something about when he said she'd be 38, Oh, that killed me. I'm going to start crying to talking about it. Taylor walking out, you know, it was a little annoying. Like we didn't before. Was anyone else like, what the fuck are you leaving Taylor? And then I felt really bad later when I found out why. But I'm just being honest. That's where I landed on it at first. <laughs> um, but when, when they cut around and Shep's crying and every, like Leva's crying, Andy's crying. And it was so sweet because I think we all know by now that his awesome sister, Katie, rules. She's just awesome. Every time you get Katie in a scene, she just seems like she's cool and everyone digs Katie. And he says that he wished he wished like, I wish Katie could have been here because she saved the families. Like I was an only child. And then along came Katie and she gave us a reason to keep going. Then Andy asks Shep why Taylor left. But not only does... Shep explained that her sister is sick, but he also says she loves Austin a whole lot. Remember what we've been saying? I'm just, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm at the point where I feel like Shep, he may be ready to get rid of Taylor and just be like, yeah, Austin, you can have her. I think they could, they could do it. I think they have a love for each other. I don't know. You heard it here. No, this is all alleged, but moving on. So Andy asks about the rift that happened between Craig, Austin, and Shep at the top of the season, which I like forgot about, right? The things that happen at the beginning of the season, you're like, oh, yeah. Um, Taylor, I love that Taylor participated in this because Taylor was affected by it. She, she, cause she was close with Craig. Remember she had COVID and stayed with Craig 
And Craig did. She goes, but you you pulled away from everyone, Craig. And the, the guys needed that validation from someone else besides them because Craig being able to say to the guys, like, you're not nice. Everyone can agree with that. But when Taylor says it too, it's like, oh, wait, Taylor's saying it. So... Craig, I'm sorry, Andy says, like, Craig, did you get a little, a little too big for your britches? Kind of, you know, was it, did it go to your head? And Craig tries to deny it, but then Leva is like, you literally said to me, do you really want to go to war with me? I'm the most popular guy on Bravo right now. And Craig's like, where's that? Where's that? And she said, you said it in front of Paige to me, but fucking Andy, he goes, all right, we'll get back to that. I'm assuming that's when they're going to be talking about Paige and like Naomi and stuff. So they better get back to that. Or I swear to God, I was like, what do you mean you're going to get back to that? <laughs> what do you get back to it right now? I was like, literally put a pin in it. Like literally put a pin in it. I'm, I'm putting a pin in it. I'm putting a pin and I swear to God, if we don't pick this back up. All right. We get Olivia's package, even though it's not a package. And he's like, okay, Olivia, what was the best part? She's like, friendships I've made. What was the worst part? Exes. And her and Madison, they go back and forth. And honestly, she just, Olivia really just has Madison's number. It's not necessarily that I don't like it. um, Because it is kind of funny watching Madison try to do the most from the end of the couch. Because she's at the end of that damn couch. It's like, it is kind of silly because Olivia is right up there and Madison's like down there at the end. And Olivia's not giving her a lot. So it isn't, it's not bad. But then Andy asks, you know, so did you like maybe lead Olivia on in this whole thing? And Austin really stumbles around this, which is his super downfall like my god he's like i mean yeah like did i did i say maybe that i wanted to like yeah did i want to get committed and then i you know then i was like uh well you know hold on maybe if i didn't and then and then maybe i good lord just land the plane and then they go into the sierra topic and he has the nerve (laughs) to say you know, the initial thing was to go and speak to her. And Craig then, he Craig does try to explain. And okay. Okay. Please don't hate me, you guys. I know that, I know that this sounds ridiculous. Craig, tra- Craig explains like it wasn't for revenge. And I get Olivia's point. She's like, he literally said he wouldn't have gone if I hadn't brought a date. He's like, okay, but. It's not that he went to hurt you, but it's like, if you hadn't brought a date, he would have gone home with you. And I get this because let me explain. If I have, if I'm in a group of friends, which I have been, and there's a person there that I've been, you know, pseudo regularly hooking up with, like, oops, like we haven't defined the relationship but it's pretty expected that when we go to an event at the end of the night after some drinks, we go have sex. If that person 
were to show up with someone and I was expecting to get laid, I would probably arrange another appointment because this pussy was expecting one. I know that sounds really fucked up, but that is where I'm at in life. Okay. I also am aware that I am not like, you know, everyone maybe. And so maybe Olivia doesn't think that way, but you showed up to a party intending to make a point to Austin. You didn't show up with a date innocently. You didn't show up with this date with even the intention of of uh, dating this guy. You showed up with this date to send a message to Austin. Message was received, which was, oh, okay, she's dating other people. Looks like I can go date other people. Men don't speak in nuances. Men don't speak the language of games like this. They speak literal. Okay, they go, oh, so I'm not going to get laid tonight. Well, okay, I kind of want to get laid tonight. And that's sort of where I would go in my head. So if the guy that I was not, I told specifically, I'm not looking for a committed relationship. And he showed up with a girl, I'd be like, fuck. And I would go through my phone and try to set up another appointment. So I know I am fucked up. Don't listen to any advice I give about dating. If you haven't already heard that before, I'm reminding you. I am a mess. Okay. All right. So I'm like, yeah, I, okay. Okay, here we go. And Austin's like, yeah, we hadn't talked. So, you know, we had to talk. And Olivia goes, naked. Nick, I can't do her accent. And of course, then it comes Taylor. You should have swept her off her feet. Men don't think like that. Okay. Men, especially a man who has said, I'm not looking for a serious relationship. He is not going to go, Oh, she brought a date. Let me go sweep her off her feet. Especially when he's got his ex-girlfriend in the other room yelling at him. No, like this is awesome. We're talking about you're. And when he didn't sweep her off her feet then she should have moved on. If Olivia was looking for a guy to see her on a date and then go, oh no, I really want to be with her. And when he didn't do that, then she should have been like, this guy sucks and found the next guy. But instead, what did she do? Practically begged her, oh, sorry, begged him to be in a committed relationship with her. Do you see what's happening? Do you see what I'm saying? This This is a mess, okay? A mess. Move it along. Go to the next guy. But you were wanting what you couldn't have. Do you see what I'm saying? Okay. Madison, though, is like, so are you all still together? And Olivia says, no. And then Vanita goes, Austin, you seem sad. Like, no, he doesn't. He just seems confused. He just seems like he's freaked out because he's like, um, I don't want to get in trouble again. I'm already in a lot of trouble because of the whole Sierra thing. And Austin's like, yeah, I mean, it's sad because, you know, I didn't want to get to where I am with Madison where I would like, we don't talk at all. I didn't want to lose you completely from my life. And I'm like, mm, that, that's a stretch, if you ask me. And so now Olivia is, unfortunately, her confidence is shot. This, it does a number on you when you are trying to 
get what you it's I said this in the beginning of the season or at some point I said I can I can teach you the ways of getting a guy who is a is afraid of commitment but it all you win is a shitty relationship and so she's and this, this is where she is her confidence is fucked because when you're trying to get someone who doesn't want to commit into a relationship you don't feel good along the way you're all you're doing is playing games the whole time so she feels like shit there we go andy asks madison if he if she thinks they'll end up together andy and madison goes well not after his redemption tour is over no all his exes call him a lap dog and she's sitting here calling him a Range Rover. That was a horrible accent. I apologize. I apologize. I can't do a Southern accent very well. And Olivia, like I get that she, I do agree with this. Madison, ha- like she's too harsh on Austin. He really can't handle it. He really, really can't. And so Olivia is like, that's because I'm just not a mean person and I like him. Even if I wasn't dating him, I would still say nice things about him because I don't want to break people down like you do, which was sweet. It was very sweet. But then Madison gets a good clap back. She goes, okay, when you're three years in, sis, we can talk about it. She's Madison is a good savage country girl. Like she's good for TV for that. You know, she's got good commentary. And then we go to her package. And it's all about her being in love with this hot man, this hot fiance. And she kind of tears up talking about the proposal because it involved her son. And it's, it's just a lot. It's just a lot very fast. It's a lot of like, it's too good to be true. And so we all know when it's, it's too good to be true. You know, for, if we're true crime fans, we all know, we all know that's the start of a bad story. I'm not saying she's about to have a true crime story. I'm just saying. But they talk about how, because she had mentioned when she went out with Catherine that one night to that club, that weird night. They talk about how she said that they were going to abstain from sex before the wedding. And she's just like, that was a joke because there's just so much sexual chemistry. And someone wrote in some viewers like if they would release this, I'm like, I think I might have wrote this. I'm just kidding. But I th- I thought it that if they did make a sex tape, they would pay money for it. She's like, I've thought about it because it's the hottest sex tape I've ever made. And of course, Andy's like, hey, did you make one with Austin? She's like, no. And I'm like, release it. But then Andy's like, well, wait, how would the Church of Latter-day Saints feel about this sex tape? And then she goes, okay, look, I have a future mother-in-law I need to worry about. And Andy's like, okay, bitch, look, you're the one making the rules as we go along here. I don't know where the line is. She's like, okay, yeah, okay, look, okay. she's, She's like, fair. I don't, I don't know either. He was raised Mormon, but he's not a practicing Mormon. Okay. And uh, then they Austin kind of explains why he iced her out after she got engaged because he felt she should have told him. I, d- I know that this seems weird, but I do kind of maybe this is I get that this is maybe uh, an unpopular opinion. I do kind of feel like she should have told him 
it was quick. It the the turnaround was fast. I feel like it was going to be announced. And he points out that you know, then you did the dig on Amazon Live and it was hurtful. I don't know. I maybe it's not maybe I'm I don't even care, honestly. Their their relationship is so confusing. Whatever. And then Andy asks Vanita. I feel like maybe I missed something in my notes, but this I but this had to do with Madison, I guess. Andy asked Vanita about the joint birthday and if she thought it was sabotage for Madison to invite Catherine and Olivia. And she's like, no, but I would have liked a heads up. And then Austin goes, are you guys friends right now? That was interesting. And no, they're not. But Vanita's like, that's not my choice, though. Now, I know that there's a lot of stuff online about how Madison should not have treated Vanita the way she did. I get it. I get that Vanita looks very singled out. And I get the optics are not good on this. I am, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I know a lot of you are probably going to be like, wow, Emily, you're really not sticking to what you sort of stand for in general. But I just, I'm done kind of pretending I don't know. I'm I'm done keeping it from you guys. I'm going to say what I know. Madison was planning this party. She put everything together. Vanita wasn't helping at all. And then apparently Vanita was going around saying that it wasn't a joint birthday. It was just her birthday. And it pissed off Madison and Madison's petty as fuck. And didn't tell Vanita about Catherine and Olivia coming. But Madison was being petty because she was pissed that Vanita was saying it's just my birthday. It's not Madison's also. She was mad because literally Madison planned everything. All of that. So Vanita was apparently also being a little petty. Like she was like, it's my birthday. It's not Madison's. It was they were both kind of out pettying each other. So it was like a joint petty birthday situation. And so when Madison was pissed about the next day having to clean up and do all of that, Vanita did not help and was just a kind of a diva about it. But when it came time for the viewers to weigh in, you know, once the show actually aired and once everyone starts to weigh in, because remember, it's so many months later, like a year later, Vanita didn't come to Madison's defense and she let Madison really seem like she did a bunch of shit wrong. She didn't say thank you to Madison for planning the party one time. She didn't let anyone know that that was all Madison's doing. So Madison was pissed about that. That was one of the things she was mad about once the show had aired. And it explains why Madison was so bitchy on Watch What Happens Live when they both went on Watch What Happens Live right after that episode aired. Because it was like, I was like, fuck you, Madison. I was so mad at Madison at that Watch What Happens Live because she was not giving Vanita any grace, any kindness. And a lot of viewers saw right through it and they were like, Vanita's being a brat about it. But I was like, she could at least just be nice because the, a lot of viewers were writing in saying like, do you not feel bad at all that it turned into basically your, you know, your bridal shower? And she was like, I think Vanita handled it fine and just didn't have any latitude whatsoever for Vanita's feelings. I didn't realize that Madison had all of her own feelings about it because Vanita was also doing her part. Now, 
the part about the phone, the text, Leva, all that. I fully believed Vanita's story about them, you know, Madison grabbing it to turn music on and the text coming through and just happening to see it. It is genuinely not true. So Vanita completely made that up to save face, but she did, in fact, show. She went, look what Leva sent me about you. And so she lied. (sighs) Madison does this shit to anyone who crosses her. It just doesn't look good. Madison brought Vanita on the show originally, so they are the closest of friends. Madison has been doing the most defending of Vanita behind the scenes. And so this is a this is a friendship that is uh, the closest and Madison feels the most betrayed. But Madison is the biggest bitch when you betray her and she's so savage. So this moment looks so aggressive. Unfortunately, because. Vanita had no leg to stand on, so she had no choice because she had no defense. So it looked painful if you don't have any context. It looked like Madison was just coming at this innocent fawn, but it's because Vanita was legitimately caught in a lie, which is going to happen a few times, I think, at this reunion. So... I like Andy goes, I like that you sent people to help clean up, though, Vanita. Madison goes, she didn't send people. She I don't I doubt she did. So it's it's a bummer because no one like the show, the, the actual season didn't show what was really happening. So it's hard to then take in what's going to be talked about at this reunion we really didn't get nearly enough of Catherine and Naomi and Leva I still don't really understand what's happening there um and I don't know what we're gonna get with Vanita and Naomi so I don't know all right they come back from break and Olivia had been crying during the break and Andy's like you were you were crying on break what happened and they and they cut back to it And a producer was like, so did you wish that Austin had your back more? And she was like, yeah, I guess I, I guess. And so she says that she was just confused and she really just can't like land on her fucking point. She's like, I was just confused, you know, just confused because, you know, like you didn't want to be committed and I gave you time and then like when I needed time like you didn't give me time and then like you know and then all the women are like she and then Vanita explains like she wanted you basically to fight for her this this is and then all the women are like yeah all women want you to fight for them and you could just see Austin's face he's like what well that's dumb and now we really can't figure out who dumped two because apparently they were not together. And then Austin came around kind of seemingly recently and was like, so wait, hold on, let's do this. And she was like, now I need a minute. But now that they are together here at this reunion, she's like, I changed my mind. 
And so now Madison starts coming to Austin's defense because she's like, this is ridiculous, you guys. Now you're all telling him that he's done something wrong when it just sounds like you you guys just are not a thing. And Craig's like, yeah, guys, if this was meant to happen, it would have happened. This is getting uncomfortable. But then why does Andy ask Shep, Shep, you got any advice? Andy, no, he does not. He has no advice. And of course, Olivia or uh, Taylor's like, he doesn't have any advice. He doesn't know anything. He knows nothing. But his advice is actually kind of sound. He's like, Olivia is a homebody. Like Taylor and I used to try to get her to go out and she doesn't want to go out. She like sneaks out and goes back home. And that's a problem for a social animal like Austin. And that is valid. Okay? To me, like, I fully respect that. I, I'm a homebody. So if someone wants me to be like out at the clubs with them, we would never work out. I mean, unless they wouldn't mind like hanging out at home, getting laid, and then they can go out. I'm totally cool staying at home. You can home, home, home whenever you want. Just sleep in your own bed. You know? But that's fair. Like, they want to go out. They want to party all night. That is not Olivia's jam. And then Leva says something very poignant. She says, maybe that's why you date women that are so much younger. It's like, damn, good point. Because for sure, yeah, once you hit a certain age, you're like, ah, yeah, I can't be out for two days after going out till five in the morning. Valid. So, yeah. That was the end of part one. I would give it a, uh, I would give it a six out of 10. I'm giving it such a low score because we didn't really get enough of Catherine. I would have liked more of that. If you're going to have her there, have her there. And I, they let the Taylor thing go on just a little too long. Um, I don't know. It's kind of tough to have such a confu- it's like such a season full of like holes and 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 um holes, just holes. Like we're not we're not getting the full story and then now we're trying to fill those in. So 6 I'll go 7 out of 10. We'll give it a C. I feel like next week maybe we'll get the the juicier stuff, so we'll get like the Paige and the Naomi and the Craig. And maybe fill in more gaps. But I had a hard time standing up for Taylor and standing up for Olivia. Because I'm like, Olivia, so what did you exactly want? I, I'm i not trying to defend Shep or Austin ever in my life. But here I am. You know? All right. Well, I'm going to wrap this one up. It's been great. It's been wonderful. I hope you all have a wonderful rest of your day or night. And don't forget to please, please leave me a five-star review. If you are on Apple Podcasts, it helps me out tremendously. And five-star rating on Spotify. Don't forget to like this video if you're watching on YouTube. 
and I'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you want to support me, please go to buymeacoffee.com slash she speaks bravo and buy me a coffee or two or five. Also, please subscribe to my YouTube channel, She Speaks Bravo with Emily Hanks. And if you haven't already, please rate, review, and subscribe to the pod. Thank you guys. I'll see you on Instagram or TikTok at She Speaks Bravo. Bye. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.